All right, it's the Keefe to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees lose again. They lose another series to the Red Sox. They lose in Boston. They do all the losing, and they're now 3-10 and against the Red Sox this season. They lost on Thursday. They lost on Friday. They lost on Sunday. They're now 1-6 and in Boston this season, 3-10 and against the Red Sox overall, 20-28 and against the AL East. And they're still only two games back of the second wild card spot, which is pretty amazing because the A's were swept by the Mariners somehow. It's still embarrassing. I mean, getting into the postseason this year as a wild card team when you were the preseason favorite to win the American League is fucking embarrassing. And it was another tough loss on Sunday, or another gut punch on Sunday, as Aaron Boone likes to say. And he uses those two phrases way too much. Really tough one. Obviously, yeah, I mean, a, a tough one that we've got to get past and, and obviously heading into an off day and, and a, you know, huge series coming up with, with Tampa. But yeah, uh, another extremely tough one. He says, obviously, and you know, 30 times each in postgame press conferences, but several times a week. He's saying tough loss, gut punch, we've got to get past this, we've got to play better. It's the same old stuff from the guy. You could take press conferences from nearly every loss this season and interchange them and you would not know the difference. You would not know which game he's talking about. Because that's how often this team endures horrible losses. The game on Thursday was bad enough. Chad Green blowing a 3-1 lead in the ninth inning. Friday's game, Garrett Cole just didn't have it in Boston again. Might want to fucking have it sometime up in Boston, Garrett. Saturday, they have an improbable comeback of their own. And then Sunday, they have another improbable defeat. Red Sox are no hit through seven innings. Yankees lead four to nothing going into the bottom of the eighth. The bullpen is completely rested. There's a day off on Monday. So you have to get six outs and you have Chad Green, Jonathan Loizaga, Zach Britton, and Aroldis Chapman at your disposal. And you somehow fucking blow the game? How is that even possible? It was possible because scumbag Domingo Herman pitched the game of his life in the first seven innings, 10 strikeouts, that he was at 90 pitches after seven innings. And Boone, after the game, admitted he didn't want him to go past 80. I didn't want to go past much past 80 today as it was. And then you know, I already knew we were kind of in that you know danger zone a little bit. And so just kind of going hitter to hitter at that point. But here he was at 90, sends him back out there for the eighth inning because the no hitter was in play. Now, he still had six outs to get in two innings. Let's say he throws the average, what, 15 pitches an inning? It's 30 more pitches. Is he really going to be allowed to throw 120 pitches? No. So the no-hitter was never going to happen. So why are you putting individual achievements above the team needing to win a game, a crucial game, against the team you're chasing? The difference between winning that game and losing that game is six games back in the lost column or eight games back in the lost column. And Boone went with the individual achievement over the team. He did. And he came very close to openly admitting that. He he almost said it. He almost just said, I'm letting scumbag Domingo Herman go for a no-hitter. Putting that above the team. Almost said it. But instead, he puts scumbag Domingo Herman out there for the eighth. Three pitches later, he's at 93, gives up a double. And then Boone takes him out. So he's going batter to batter trying to steal outs in a huge fucking game. This isn't a game in mid-April when he was also trying to steal outs, which is how the Yankees got to where they are right now, buried in the division, trying to stay afloat in the wild card. They got there because that's what this guy does. Going to batter to batter, trying to steal outs. 
How do you say you were uncomfortable where you were, but you kept doing it? You said you didn't want him to go past 80. You let him go to 90. You let him get to 93. You're uncomfortable, but you keep doing it. What the fuck are you doing? You knew it was wrong. You knew it was not a good decision, and you still made the decision. Batter to batter. How can you be going batter to batter? How can you? So the batter to batter ends because he gives up the double, and then boom goes to Jonathan Lewisaga. Now, Lewisaga pitched the day before. He wasn't very sharp. He allowed two hits in the inning, didn't strike anyone out, and it was a scoreless inning, but he didn't look like the dominant Jonathan Lewisaga we've seen this season, and it makes sense. He hadn't pitched in 15 days. He hadn't pitched since July 9th in Houston because of the All-Star break, and then he contracted COVID-19, so he's been out because of that. So he comes back, he throws 18 pitches on Saturday. Not a very sharp inning, but gets through it. So now on Sunday, you would think he would be the last of the options between Green and Britain and Loisaga for the eighth inning there. But Boone goes to him first. Do you know when the last time Jonathan Loisaga pitched on back-to-back days was? Never. He's never done it. He's never pitched on back-to-back days in his career. And here is Aaron Boone asking him to do it in the fucking biggest game of the season to date when he had everyone available. He didn't need Loisaga to pitch out of necessity. Nobody was overworked. Nobody was tired. There's an off day Monday. He still went to him. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, coming back, you know, and and back-to-back days here, it looked like he just missed on the plate with a lot of pitches. You know, not his day. Um, So, you know, Johnny's been so, so good all season, obviously. So just not his day as far as location went. Not his day because you didn't let it be his day. Because you put him in a spot he had never been in his life. Boone likes to say it's his job to put the players in the best possible position to succeed. Yet he never does it. Ever. Never. Ever. He's so fucking bad at his job that he had the bullpen where he wanted it. And he still fucked it up. You know, we're set up uh, at the back end and, um, you know, just, just couldn't get it done today. You were set up. You had Green available. He hadn't pitched since Thursday. You had Britain available. He hadn't pitched since Wednesday. You had Chapman, and I know Chapman's the closer. He can only pitch in the ninth inning. He can only pitch in a safe opportunity, a fucking fake meaningless stat. But you had better options than Loisaga there. You did. And you fucked it up. These guys have handled and dealt with adversity. Um... You know, we've dealt with it in this series and bounced back, and and I know we'll do it again. The Yankees have not bounced back well. They haven't. They're 51-47. and 47. They haven't never bounced back since opening day. They're four games over 500. they They're nine games back in the division, three and a half games back of the wild card, the second wild card, 20-28 and 28 in the AL East, 3-10 and 10 against the Red Sox. They own the second worst offense in the American League, tied with the Royals. They have a worse record than the Mariners. And the Royals, who are 42-55, and they're closer to the Yankees than the Yankees are to the Red Sox. So they haven't bounced back. They didn't bounce back over the weekend. They got embarrassed with another blown lead on on Thursday. Cole stunk on Friday. Yes, they had an improbable comeback on Saturday. And then they turn around and just give it right back on Sunday. They're not bouncing back. Yeah, they're standing up. They're making it to stand up and give the ref I'm, yeah, I'm okay sign before the 10 count. But then they just take another uppercut and end up back on the floor. 
So they're not bouncing back. They're 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 maintaining to survive until they get closer and closer as they are to eventually getting knocked out for good. And they're about knocked out for good in the division. I, I mean, the math is there. The Red Sox have 62 games left. If they go 31 and 31, which why would they suddenly become a 500 team? The Yankees would have to play 18 games over 500 just to tie them, just to tie them. Does anybody think that's going to happen? I don't know how you lose three or four to Boston and turn around and say that the team's playing well and they need to continue to play well. I don't, I don't know how you say that. I really don't. You're three and 10 against the Red Sox. You're 20 and 28 against the division. Your path to the postseason, you know, you have the option of the division. You have the option of the wild card, first wild card and second wild card when the season begins. Your path right now is pretty much the second wild card. That's really it. You've pissed away the division opportunity. A bad three days here in the trap where you never win will piss away the first wild card. And now you're battling. You're going to battle Oakland. You're going to battle Seattle. You're going to battle Cleveland for the last wild card spot. And what do you get out of being the second wild card team? You get to go on the road, use your best starter, and if you survive, you burn your best starter, and now you go to the ALDS without your best starter. So Garrett Cole, let's say they play at Tampa, they somehow win against the Rays in a one-game playoff, a team that owns them at the Trop, a place they never win. Garrett Cole pitches, he wins. Now you're going to go play Houston or Boston or the White Sox, and you're not going to have Cole till the middle or end of the ALDS. So then it's like, why even fucking make the playoffs if you think you're going to survive that situation? Monday is a perfect day to make a managerial change. It, it really is. It's sort of a reset. You went to Boston. You got your asses kicked again. You have 64 games left. You're about to play the biggest series of the season to date against the Rays, the team you're ch- behind, you're chasing for the first wild card spot. You're about to get Aaron Judge back. You're about to get Gio Urshela back. Luis Severino's on his way. Corey Kluber started throwing. The trade deadline's Friday. Maybe the roster makes makes you know has a different look to it by the end of the week. This is a time where you can say there's 64 games left. We can change managers right now and make a run at this thing. We could change it. We can change the culture. We can change the team. We can change the dynamic, the feeling around this team, which has just been a horrible feeling during the Aaron Boone era. We can change that. That's what the front office can say. That's what ownership can say. But they're never going to say that. They're never going to do it because they would have to admit that they screwed up by giving the keys to the kingdom to this fucking idiot with no prior experience. And all they've done is go backwards since he took over. And all they've done is grown more accustomed to losing, more acceptable of losing. And all they've done is lose. They're not going to do that. But it would it would change the entire aura of this team for 64 games. Reignite the roster. Reignite the fan base. Give them something else. Right now, you just think you're going to hit like a 15-team parlay to get into the postseason win the World Series. It's not going to happen under this guy. It's not. This Yankees team is not good enough to blow teams out. They have had like two or three laughers all season. So all of their games are close games. And when they play close games, bullpen changes come into play. And when bullpen changes come into play, it means Aaron Boone has to make decisions. And his decisions will impact nearly every game of the remaining 64 games. And as long as he's in charge, these tough losses, these gut punches, they'll define this team because they already have to this point. They need a change. And if they're not going to do it now, then okay, do it at the end of the season, whatever. They're too cheap to want to pay him to go away and pay a new manager, whatever. But if there's no change at the end of this season, barring the improbable odds that this team wins the World Series, then they're going to lose a lot of fans. They're going to lose this fan because I'm not sitting by and watching this fucking team under this fucking guy again next year. Make the cha- You can make the change right now, today. Change the whole perception of this Yankees team and this season. 
and save it before it's too late because the amount of chances they've had to save this season, they've pissed away all of them. They barely have a chance left and a bad few days here in Tampa and there will be no more chances left. It'll be over. It'll be over. And a season in which they were the preseason favorite to represent the American League in the World Series will end in just disgustingness. So I don't expect them to make a change. Maybe they'll make some changes this week to the roster by the deadline, but I don't know why they would. The last few years, they were a better team in a better position. They didn't uh, upgrade or enhance their roster. Now they're barely above 500. They don't currently hold a postseason spot. I don't know why he would go out and either get rentals or make changes. I don't know why they would do that. But that's exactly something they would do. Not go over the luxury tax threshold in the offseason to get off to a good start to win the division to not be where they are now, but then to go over the luxury tax threshold at the end of July with two months left when you're barely even in the postseason picture. That would be very Yankees-like. So that'll do it for today. Yankees raise this week at the Trop, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'll be back after each game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after Tuesday's game.